Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We've tired ourselves out with all the chatting we've been doing before we switch the microphones on. We've been chatting for what, like an hour and a half. I've got a sore jaw. I'm not used to a sore kid. You're just sitting on my own in silence. Can't believe this. Because um, we've not seen each other for, for three weeks mm. because uh, we went on holiday by mistake, to quote Whitnail and I, Mm-mm. which I've never seen. No, and I know that, that people people will be like, oh, what is wrong with you? I'm surprised. I know, and I just I just never. Go, it was one of those. It, it passed me by. Mm. Um, and then something about people telling me how funny it is, a film that is decades old, Mm -hmm. I'm worried that I'm going to watch it with slightly different eyes Yeah, and not, you know, maybe maybe not find it as funny as people did at the time or or whatever, because it is not significant to me. It wasn't part of my younger life. And then I'll disappoint people by not finding it funny. And they'll think I've got bad taste in film. So (laughs) then I just... Decide. Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to watch it then. Why don't you watch it this week and then report back next week? Go on, do it. Do it. it. No, because this this is what happened to me with Dirty Dancing. Oh, I I pride prided. So the past tense. Proud myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's prided myself Mm. on um, never having seen Dirty Dancing. It's weird how we get these things in our head. Like I had it with Star Wars for a long time. You get proud. Yes, having done something like it's an achievement. It's not an achievement. No. No, it's not. You're missing out on a great film, probably. Yeah, yeah. or not. But or but, not but what else were you going to be doing with those two hours anyway? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you hadn't so, watched so it. So I hadn't watched it. Mm. And I quite liked that as a... as a <laughs> Made that part of my personality. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I was persuaded to watch it. Mm. Not good. Mm, didn't didn't like do anything it. for me. All oh, right. Well, you, that's the thing. You were the but wrong age. If I'd age, ever been a teenager in nineteen eighty, whatever it was, different story. Yeah, I watched it then. Mm. I, I might have loved it, like I do so many of those films. Yeah, but yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, never, never seen Whitnail and I. It is. You say Whitnail, don't you? You say Whitnail or Whitnail? It's Whitnail, isn't it? Oh, I, th- I think I've heard people pronounce it oh. like as a little reference to how they say it. I don't I'm know. You say. For getting it wrong. I don't know. But it's a basic. It's, it's a lot of. Uh, it's a lot about um, the the reefers in it, isn't it? So it's all that that a lot yeah. of drinking. Yeah, is it drinking? Is it? Mm. I used to do that. Yes, maybe that's why you don't want to watch maybe. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, we we forgot to when we were recording the last episode that you got a week off. Yeah, and then on a whim, mm. some spontaneous guy, crazy, I went away for a week as as well, and mm. um, and here we are. So Annabelle and I have just ex- we've just been spilling out details of our holidays. Yep. Um, which will largely spare you because nobody wants to hear about a good holiday. No, boring. But I'll th- think of some things that went a bit wrong. I will be doing that. And, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll mine those for something to talk about. And yeah. of course, you know, a lot has gone on in those two weeks in our country. Mm-hmm. Just just yesterday, there was this this vote of no confidence with the prime minister. Yes. I feel that like this podcast could be called Vote of No Confidence. Oh, that'd be excellent. Yeah, if we ever <laughs> want to change the name for whatever reason, that'd be amazing. And uh, and the the we won't get into the sort of reasons and politics of it all because you know what i enjoy just staying off all that on this podcast yes yes but uh he he survived mm. but it was something like 211 of his his team his mps said yep we're behind you but then was it 100 and what 140 something something like that yeah it said mm, nah mm. 148 i think so can you imagine 
the workplace. Just awful. Horrendous. How how do you <laughs> how do you move through the workplace knowing that more than a third of the people there want you gone? But, because in my old workplace, yeah, sometimes I would suspect more than a third of people <laughs> wanted me gone, but I didn't know. <laughs> No, and that, and that would eat away at me. The, the suspicion would eat away at me. But also the people that voted against him, like they're basically their boss now knows. Like that for me is mortifying. Yes. Yeah, you have to walk around with your head bowed. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's interesting that you think of it more about the the revenge mm. that is going to be wreaked upon. Them, <laughs> whereas it was I think about um, the insecurity of knowing that people don't like you, yeah. which I don't know if that, that troubles our prime minister or not. Probably not, to be honest. Um, so... Yes, that's, that was a. I, I would take it personally, you know, when you, on your birthday when you get one of those big cards where everybody writes in it. Oh yeah. Someone was missing and I knew they weren't off that day. <laughs> I'd take that personally. So imagine knowing people had voted. Oh yeah. Um. So there was that, and then of course there was this um, this jubilee. Mm. This is it diamond jubilee. Come on. No, no. I, I know you think that I'm acting up. Yeah. You, you've oh, is it forgotten platinum? it's called the Platy Jubes. Oh, is Come it called Platy Jubes? Yeah. See, I don't know that because I've been away. Oh. I, most of it I, I missed out oh, on. Oh, I was here for the Platy Jubes. Right, yeah. I wasn't here for the Platy Jubes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I, I, I did like have a bit of a catch up. I watched the concert. Did you enjoy, enjoy I the concert? Enjoy, I surprised myself by enjoying that. Did a bit of fast forwarding. Okay. Do you know what I, uh, I really liked about it? Mm. People slagging off Rod Stewart's voice. Okay, you like that, did you? Were they doing that on Twitter a lot, were they? Yeah, and and I was doing it in front of my telly. Oh, I see. And, and that's not that I've got anything against Rod Stewart. I think he's made some great records over the years. He's had some duds. But, but you know, mm. it's a long career. You're going to make some duds. Of course. But it, it, it's usually... It's this weird thing. Like So usually Paul McCartney comes on at the end of those things mm. and sings Hey Jude. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he's nearly 80. Even the the last one, he was about seventy. Mm. The Olympics, um, you know, so so his voice clearly isn't what it was when he was twenty two. And then everyone's like slagging off Paul McCartney's voice, and then I feel weirdly protective of him, Aww. even though he's a Beatle, yeah. like the most the richest and most successful musician of all time. Yeah, I I still sort of feel protective and take it personally, <laughs> and by him not performing, I really. Um, it was nice to like not have to worry about that. You found Rod it more Stewart. relaxing. Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you can attack yeah. Rod Stewart. That's fine, but not yeah. Beatle. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I enjoyed. So I enjoyed that concert. But what I really enjoyed, and I haven't yet watched it in its entirety, but I've watched quite a lot of it. Mm. I put it on and I could not turn it off. This was on iPlayer mm. uh, before I went to bed on Sunday night. The pageant. What was the pageant? What do you mean? Did I miss that bit? What was the pageant? Oh, Annabelle. I missed the pageant. You missed the pageant? There's a pageant. I the next know. day. Yeah. So it had the look of... You know, sometimes when a house party's gone on too long. Yeah. And um, like the place looks a bit wrecked. And the people who are still there look very tired. Or the morning after a house party. Right. That, that sort of thing to it. Did it? So... It, there were royals dotted about, like Charles was there and uh, William was there, and the Queen even came out onto balcony at some point. Oh, okay. And when you say pageant, maybe you're thinking of military bands marching down the mall. Yeah, kind of. A lot of that. Okay, right. But then it got really weird. Did it? What happened? They had buses, open top buses, yeah. representing each decade of her reign. Right. With quite random celebrities waving on them no yes what from from that decade yes (gasps) but but this was the weird thing so it wasn't just that decade yeah so it was either people who were famous from that decade or people born in that decade just to mix it up a bit okay right so it was this so i knew about it because i used to you know noddy holder is an old friend of mine Mm. and i'd seen his wife Posting on Facebook, oh, Nod's involved in the Jubilee pageant. Ah. And I thought, I watched the concert, I thought, I didn't, didn't see Nod on there. Oh. And I realised it was this thing the next day. Yeah. So Noddy was on the bus from the 70s. Right. And it was him. Yeah, who else? Angela Rippon. <laughs> Chris Tarrant. <laughs> just like one of these, the 80s bus had Timmy Mallet on it. What were they doing? Just waving. waving. That was it, just yeah. waving. Going along and the bus is emblazoned with, with 
you know, uh, <laughs> graphic stylings from that decade and music of that decade is playing. Then there's like an eighties one with Timmy Mallet and Tony Hadley on it. No, just going down the mall and like these royals are just having to see, these royal kids as well who've suffered enough. Who are these people to them? Like yeah. nobody. And then the nineties bus. Yeah, Patsy Kensit. Right. Kate Moss. She was not. Who looked like? I mean, she she looked like she was having the. T- she looked like she was in Ibiza having the time of her life. <laughs> But it was, and then as well as that, there was like classic cars were accompanying them. And some of them just seemed to be people who owned classic cars. Others had, say, for example, Shirley Bassey or Joan Collins waving to the crowd from a classic car as if they themselves were the queen. I'm thinking the whole thing started with, you know, that golden, um, that golden carriage that they they wheel out on the state opening of parliament. Yeah. They had that going down, but with a hologram of the Queen and people waving at a hologram no. like they were at the ABBA concert, waving at the avatars. I'm feeling two things. I'm feeling, firstly, this is the greatest thing ever, and secondly, they'd run out of ideas. Well, like, what, is, what are we going to do on the last day? The, the, it, it looked a lot like a provincial carnival a lot of the time. Yes. They're also flatbed trucks. <laughs> so there's a flatbed truck with people doing northern soul dancing on it. And, <laughs> and then there was a flatbed truck, like a float, that said the toys... And it had people in full mascot costumes, Wombles, Iggle Piggle, Dennis the Menace. What? And the royals are just still waving at these. Prince Anne and Prince Charles are loving that one. Were they? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to watch and, it. I mean, I, I, I like a carnival for five minutes. Yeah. But to have to sit yeah. in the same place and watch this slow parade. I once, years ago, one of, one of my first radio jobs... I had to do an outside broadcast over a mobile phone from the Marple Bridge Carnival right. in Stockport. Right. So the DJ crossed over to me and said, now here's Jeff Lloyd at the Marple Bridge Carnival. I'd say, thanks, John. Well, here I am at the Marple Bridge Carnival and it's a fantastic day. The streets are lined. The kids are out. Everyone's having fun. Uh, we've just seen the Carnival Queen on the front of a car and now the floats are starting to come. They're all decorated and... And I just couldn't think of anything else to say about the carnival. Yeah, yeah. And I was probably silent for five seconds, but it felt like an eternity. Mm. It was one of the worst moments of a career that is full of embarrassments. <laughs> so to sit and watch this for on iPlayer, and it says in brackets, without commentary. Oh, wow. It, the, the, it was three hours long. It was three hours yes. long? Yes. But I'm so fascinated by it. I'm so fascinated because what is difficult to find is a list of who was on the different floats. Oh, yeah, because that's what I'm wondering now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've done quite... Ex- that, Martin Lewis was on one. <laughs> Cliff Richards. That must have stung. <laughs> um, but people like Kate Garraway. I don't know if she was born in the 70s or 60s, but she was on, you know, not on... Imagine the... not being asked to go on this. That's what I'm thinking now. Rylan was on. I mean, oh. it was it was so interesting. And I almost want to do a freedom of information request yeah, yeah. to find out exactly who was on the floats, who was asked, who the people on the ground were, and then just do a podcast series about the pageant. Yes. Who turned it down? Who, t- who yeah. wasn't invited? Yeah. I'm fascinated. It is... It's, you know... I've said before, no, like I would listen to a like eight part podcast series, a narrative series about when the cookie monster went on the one show and, and they got themselves in a fluster and ended up pinning a Remembrance Day copy on him. <laughs> I, I really think you could do an ongoing series mm. about this pageant. It was the strangest thing. And Sarah watched a little bit of it. But can you imagine what that is to somebody who doesn't know the culture? Yeah, she's American. Is that what this confused yeah, by it seeing the army and timmy mallet so bizarre it's 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 something else i I think we should do a spin-off pod- podcast just about this pageant yes where we get maybe we'd get a, maybe we'd find like a stand-up comedian from different countries or a guest from different countries to get them on the line <laughs> and and then get them to describe what they think they're seeing yeah 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 i'm so fascinated but I, I can't this is this is my great gift to you <laughs> Okay. That you didn't know about this. Well, I know what I'm doing tonight. Forget Love Island. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to be watching the pageant. <laughs> Three hours, you say. Okay, I'm ready. Have we had uh, emails coming in in our absence? We or, have. Or have the listeners uh, gone, gone on holiday no, by mistake no. as well? No, they've stayed with us. Good. 
The first one is from Imperial Mistress Rebecca, who writes, I wrote to you last year. I created a fake email address and contacted my hairdressers to ask what the etiquette is in regards to changing hairdressers within the, mm. the salon. Do you remember that? Mm, I do. And they responded that it was fine. You read it out on the podcast. And Jeff in particular was aghast at the prospect of actually taking the salon's advice and just switching hairdressers. Yes, yes, I was. Well, I plucked up the courage this year and I did it. My old hairdresser, let's call them A, is a lovely person, but not very experienced. A new hairdresser joined the salon who seemed much more experimental and exciting. Let's call them B. I found out when A would be on holiday and I booked a cut with B. All was well. The cut was amazing and I felt good about my choice. The weekend just passed. I went back to the salon to see B again. I decided to go for a major overhaul to go from blonde to a fairly technical piece of colour work with pinks and peach colours. Wow. I was in the salon for almost five hours. I could see A near me. However, we did not make eye contact. It felt like the right thing to do. Just ignore each other and pretend I hadn't snubbed them. The vibe I got from A was that they were on the same page as this and didn't want to interact with me. It seemed like a natural port protocol had occurred between us. Phew. When B finished modeling my hair, it looked great and it was a real dramatic change. B asked, can we take some photos of your hair and set up an area of the salon with neon signs in the background and huge ring lights? And there was no way A could avoid me now. Oh. I was being paraded. Oh, no. I then saw A had a phone call and had to leave the salon floor. So I thought, OK, I've got away without any interaction here. But no. B said, oh, we need someone with nice nails to hold their hair for this shot. Oh, no. A has nice nails. Oh, Get no. them. Oh, no. So A was brought in to hold my hair for the photo shoot. It was painfully embarrassing. And then both A and B led me to the desk to pay and rebook. I rebooked oh, no. with B whilst A oh, watched. This is, this is the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened to anybody. And we had to make horrible small talk. Oh, Overall, I'm pleased I switched hairdressers now and I have someone whose work I really like. But the hairdresser god smote me for daring to go against my drifter instincts. Oh, that is unbelievable. Here's my fear. Yeah. That A is going to bring this up with B. Yes. But not in a not not challenging them because A would see them as a, an innocent party in yeah, all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a... You think you think that's a nice person? Let me tell you what they did to me. <laughs> and then oh. they're gonna do like some kind of revenge on your hair, no. some kind of spite hair. I think you just need to change salons. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Wow. Whew. And Rebecca also has something in response. You remember the story from the last episode about the car that beeped every time the wheel turned? <laughs> so good. <laughs> she writes, "It reminds me of my husband Nicky's old car. It had an issue where it used to aggressively rev at random intervals." One day he stopped at a zebra crossing to let a chap cross the road. The chap in question was tucking into a bag of skips. Cue the car revving really loudly, which shocked the chap and he dropped his skips. <laughs> Randomly revving car is bad. You look so aggressive. Do you ever see that had that car? This is my ex-girlfriend. Um, that could only only go left for a while. What? So and she could only go in circles? So okay. <laughs> This is not making much sense. And as a non-driver and somebody who struggles with spatial awareness at the best of the time, I'm probably no. not going to. But I remember going to Luxembourg. We drove to Luxembourg because <laughs> she was very spontaneous like that. Yeah. Like in the early days of our relationship. And then something happened to her car where it could only steer in one direction. This is insane. But and I'm. And you made it home. Yeah, that that doesn't make sense, does it? I mean. We should have ended up in Bavaria or something. We should still be there, just going around in circles. <laughs> that's, that's what you should be doing. I'll, I'm going to find out more details. Do, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's go on to Phil, who says, I live in Sweden, which is, as previously noted on your podcast, the eternal home and sanctuary of drifters. Yes. I've lived here for almost eight years now. Did you, did you read about Swedengate? Oh, is this a thing about the dinner? Yeah. I didn't quite, get, I didn't quite look into it. So I didn't quite get it. if you have somebody else's kids over to your house... Yeah. Uh, you don't give them dinner. Well, even if it's dinner time. Yeah, you, the kids, you you let them play on their own quietly or watch TV or whatever, and while well, you go and eat dinner. And oh, and then they then they go really. Yeah, and, and it's, that's a, that's a natural thing. Like that's yeah, a it's part okay. of the culture. Okay, and it's so Swedish in a way because it's on the face of it, it seems like really cold and harsh. Yeah, yeah. But it's actually out of consideration for like other people's routines, oh. and like not giving. 
a kid something they're not used to at home and then causing a problem for the parent and okay. it's all it's that that thing that Swedes don't like um holding a door open for somebody behind them mm. because they don't want to make somebody speed up right, it's that same right 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 I love it oh, I love it so much okay do you know it doesn't matter okay let's go on to Phil yeah who as we've learned lives in Sweden yes he's lived here I see. He says, I've lived here for almost eight years now. I was living my dream. <laughs> and generally found that most major life events here are smoother and less complicated than the first 25 years were in the UK. <laughs> A couple of years ago, I decided it was time to take the plunge and get my driving license. Aside from the difficulty of actually learning to drive, and especially on the other side of the road, one of the hardest feats is to find a time for the test itself. Like many other Stockholmers, I turned to an intensive course and an available time in a smaller town an hour away. When I booked the course... I hope it was Nina Sam. <laughs> when I booked the course, I assumed, as is the norm in the capital, that the instructor would speak fluent English. Unfortunately not. I've learned Swedish well enough to get by, but I knew that adding this layer of complexity was risky. What was this driving instructor? Like 80? Well, it is unusual for them not everyone to be bilingual, on, Everyone who's not very old in Sweden yeah. speaks better English than I do. Yes, yeah. It is I unusual. mean, me, me specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the days driving together passed largely without incident, to my surprise. My partner and I had recently welcomed our daughter into the world, and my instructor asked what her name is. Virginia, I told him. I could see that the name landed awkwardly in her mind. She didn't repeat it. It was clearly a name she hadn't heard before. I assume the driving instructor was a man. I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. That's all right. That was, I just want to note my own sexism there. Yeah, yeah. But wasn't your dad a driving instructor? Maybe that's... I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why. Uh, we kept on driving and eventually wrapped up the session. As I collected my bag from the back seat, my instructor cheerily turned to me and said, well, I hope you have a nice evening and can relax despite your little vagina. <laughs> She said the word in full English pronunciation. I turned bright red, nodded and said, I try. I quickly scurried away, wondering if she had misspoken or if she thought I had actually <laughs> named my chala, which is the same word in Swedish, but pronounced differently. I can only imagine the fun she has with her own story about the student who named their child after a sexual organ. Needless to say, we only refer to her as Ginny now. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Mm. I love that. I was trying to think of uh, a, little, uh, a, a, a little joke there for Phil about um, a New Zealander yes. naming his favourite Greek cheese in Sweden and being misunderstood. Is that something that only a Swedish person is going to get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, hope, hope, I hope that I've got a wry smile from Phil. Okay, we'll, just, we'll leave it there then. It hinges on the... Kiwi pronunciation okay. and what that would sound like in Swedish. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, well, those those were both great. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's it's good to be back. Sometimes I don't like being back off holiday, and that that made it worthwhile. You're great. Yeah. Um, send us yours, please. Yes. The email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Let's have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult. So we've had a couple of weeks off, yes. which we've already discussed. One of which was because I was due to go on a holiday, foreign holiday. And this is about what an embarrassing amateur I've become with regards to travelling in the three years since I attempted <laughs> to do a foreign holiday. So a bit of background is we've been invited to stay with my boyfriend Tom's sister and her family in a villa they'd booked in Corfu. Directly before we were going, Tom was due to go on a stag do in Spain and then he was going to fly back to the airport, meet me and my son at the airport with about two hours to spare and then we were going to fly out to Greece altogether. Now, I had many nights prior to this lying awake, worrying about how he'd get too drunk, miss his flight or it would be cancelled or delayed. And when even I tired of this worry, I moved on to worrying that he would lose his passport on the stag do. And I tried to keep this inside really hard until just as we were falling asleep on the night before his stag do, which is a great time to bring anything up. Like it's usually when I start talking about financial <laughs> stuff. Sure, Tom loves it when I do that. 
Anyway, I start a very lengthy lecture about how he must keep his passport, his phone and his wallet in a zipped pocket at all times. You should have bought him a bum bag. I should have done. When something strikes me, because I'm thinking, now I know where my passport is because I had to renew it recently, but I have no idea where my four-year-old son's passport is. I mean, it's probably in the, in the bedroom drawer. That's why I usually keep it. But I just come to think of it, I haven't seen it for a while. So I just quickly put the light on and check. Not there. And I can't think of anywhere else it might be. So we both have to get up. Tom's got a 5 a.m. flight oh, the next God. morning. He's got to leave at like two or something. Oh, it's God. 10 o'clock at night. We spend the next three hours turning upside down the whole flat. It's completely lost. We don't find it. We finally go to sleep once oh. I've ascertained that you can't get emergency one day passports for children anymore. And there's no appointment even for adults anyway. Yeah, yeah. And that I've got a few more days to look, but we're probably not going to go away. And it is all my fault. Oh. I sleep terribly. I'm up again at six when I had to tell my son we're probably not going on the holiday that he was really excited oh about. Oh, my God. And it's all my fault. I spend the next four hours desperately searching, nothing. And then I have to text my sister-in-law to tell her we're not coming. And then I walk into my son's room where there's no way the passport is. I just look up and I see it sitting there on the highest bookshelf. <laughs> Amateur, I'm a total amateur. <laughs> I kind of started to have the vaguest of memories of my son somehow getting hold of the passport and me putting it out of reach up there so he wouldn't destroy it and then just totally forgetting <laughs> about it. Anyway, we could now go on holiday. Next step, we go through security at the airport. Guess who left a liquid in their hand luggage, not their clear plastic bag, and so held us up by approximately 18 hours with all the other amateurs. Hated oh. myself so much. Oh, Annabelle, this is... A I can't look at you. I know. For you, I think this is really hard. Like you, you would be so, disgusted. Sarah does it. Sarah does, does it. Does she? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so or, glad. It's not actually. It's not that she does it. Mm. It's that she hasn't thought about it in advance, and she's one of these people like pouring the drink oh. in that oh, thing. Yes, yes, yes. Whereas I, I've, it, yeah, my belt is off in the taxi on the way to the yeah, airport. You're so good at this. Yeah. I feel like the travellers have been divided, divided into winners and losers, and I'm very much a loser. <laughs> I also feel like if the population ever gets too big for the planet, they'll just make us all go through airport security and those who leave a liquid in their hand luggage get culled <laughs> in a way to half the population and get rid of the other weak-minded people. It's a good of Black Mirror. Like me, yeah. It's a good way to get rid of, like, yeah. us. When I say us, I mean, yeah, us. <laughs> me. And when the security man took my item out, which was a cream blusher, if you're interested, I said sorry even though in my opinion it was too hard to be classified as a liquid i thought it was a bit harsh and he said to me don't worry i've seen worse and i said yeah i once saw someone have a pint of milk pulled out of their hand luggage at security which i had got nothing from him not interested at all uh. just blank face i thought that was good small talk <laughs> that's great small I, think talk. It, I thought it was interesting i thought it'd be like oh guess what i yeah okay last thing as we we're getting on the plane tom said to me i'd book the seats he said to me you did book seats A, B and C, right? And I said, of course. Do you agree with me that the A, B and C seats are superior to the D, E and F seats? Oh, yeah. Oh, why, yeah. Is that? <laughs> why is that? Well, actually, I am such a, I'm such a meticulous traveller yeah. that I, I, I do sort of fundamentally agree with you. Yeah. However, I will often um, think about which side of the plane to sit on, uh, depending on uh, what the views are going to be. Oh, impressive. Yeah. Maybe that's why sometimes those, like the A, B and C ones aren't all taken up. Sometimes some people take the D and F. I know, I always wonder why. Mm -hmm. It's not like when I go to book a flight, it's all the left side taken, then, <laughs> then you have to go to the right side. Okay. Anyway, I got that right. But what I hadn't got right was the row number because it was my son's third time on a plane, but the first time he was going to remember. He didn't remember the other ones. And he was so excited about looking out the window and seeing everything get smaller and smaller. But I'd booked that row that just pretty much looks out of the wing. <laughs> Amateur! <laughs> They just take a picture for Instagram with a wing. <laughs> yeah. But never mind, I'm going to be culled soon, which is thanks very much <laughs> for the best. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST.
decided to go away at really the, the last minute, a few days before. Not because I was trying to get a great bargain on lastminute.com, because actually that went very poorly for me. Oh, right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just thought, can, I, can we go on holiday? I don't know if we can afford it. Sarah's work. We got time. Uh, and, and then I decided we're, we're going to go away. And we ended up going to a campsite in France, like what posh kids used to in the 80s. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, which I've never done before. No, me neither. And I had heard this, but because I never really saw myself as a campsite guy, I'd not retained it in my brain until I saw the confirmation email. The rule. The rule? You know the rule I'm talking about. Is it that you have to wear a certain type of swimming costume if you're a man? Men must what? wear speedos. Right, that comes up so much. You're not allowed to wear like normal but baggy swimming, swimming yeah. shorts. No. You have to wear speedos. Yes, yeah. Someone's yes. told me this before. It's extraordinary. Yeah. And not not as easy to find a speedo as you might think. Well, I know. I can well imagine because no one buys them in this country. Went into a JD Sport and asked for one. The young man in there, I think, didn't know what to make of me. <laughs> I think it, it was like I was a time traveller. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did find a Speedo, though. Oh, well done. Matching Speedos for my, my boy and I. Oh, that's very sweet. Uh, left nothing to the imagination. <laughs> I love that expression. Like, no, it's great. Who's trying it? to imagine it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. no, no one in my case. Oh. And, uh, and Hopefully not on your son's as well. Yeah. You know, it's not a stretch for anyone's imagination either. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to use too much of your imaginary no. bandwidth there. Um, yeah, so, so so there was that. Um, and then I was saying to Sarah, I was top of the class in French at school and got an Where A. Are you? And I speak French these days like somebody who's just downloaded Duolingo and learnt hello and thank you. What's happened? Just I don't know. Years, My age. comprehension isn't bad, but I can't get the words out and I feel embarrassed uh, doing the accent mm. but I also feel embarrassed like about having a British accent on French words mm. so there, there was a little shop on the campsite where I would go to get uh, coffees and pan au chocolat every morning and the man there was so nice and, and patient as I tried to stumble my way through asking for two long Coffees, one with milk, one black, and a pano, uh, pano chocolat, which I won't do now because it, it was just painful. Okay. And he, he sort of had patience the first couple of days. And then there was some variation on the third day that I was trying to get out, and he just started speaking English to me. And I felt embarrassed. So I said, Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. He was so friendly, this guy. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. My French is so bad. And he just went, Yes, it is. Oh, wow. Don't say that. No, it's too honest. Somebody says their language is so. So uh, if if uh, a French person said to me, mm. "My English is so bad," what do you say to straight away? You go, "No, say no, no, say no." It's better than my French. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what or, you have to say. Or it's better than my English. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You you got to say that. It's the rule to say that, yeah. isn't it? Um, Sarah does that thing. I know it's a bit sort of hacky to talk about it of of speaking English with a French accent, but she really commits to it. But then she kind of gets in the mood of being in France mm. and will often do that, um, you know, that oh, 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 oh. oh yeah, ho, he, ho, he, so yeah. she'll be doing that as mm. we're moving through the world. And I just think, what is a French person <laughs> thinking? Uh, what's the equivalent? Like, what's it the, for them to do an impression of us, English? I want to hear someone do it that. It would be like if a French person walking around going, cup of tea, cup of tea, or something like that, wouldn't it, right? You know the story about the kid who, in their French oral, like, didn't, just hadn't learned a thing throughout the year and spent the whole whole time in his French oral going, ho he ho that's my friends, like, a school. Really? Yeah, in the 80s, yeah, yeah. He said the whole thing going, ho he ho he ho 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 yeah. That's wonderful. I know, I know. That's really wonderful. I respect that person. And so do I. Um... Anyway, sorry. So, so Jean learned bonjour and merci, which so brought him up to the same level as, uh, right. as I'm currently operating That's good, at. Yeah. But then he would say like weird things to French people apropos of nothing. Right. And and fortunately, I think he was saying it to um, French people who didn't understand English out of the mouth of a kid. Right. Okay. So he went up to somebody the day we arrived and said. Bonjour, do you feel bad about Napoleon Bonaparte? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite the question. I know. And it made me think, 
we can never go to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Um, so then th- there was entertainment on of an evening. So one night it was bingo. They don't have the two fat ladies. Oh, they don't do that? They don't, you know, they just say the numbers. Oh, really? Hmm. Charging my favourite French number. No, never. You've never told me that, no. Quatre van de Sweet. Quatre van de Sweet. I don't even know what that is. 98. Is it? But just the... the it's such a strange way of saying that number. Yeah, yeah. Four twenties. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, four twenties are ten and an eight. It's so strange that I couldn't work it out. You're I, making I people do mental arithmetic. Yeah, I couldn't work yeah. it out. Yeah. I couldn't do the maths. Yeah. Basically. Why yeah. don't you have a, a name like ninety? Yeah. Very weird. You know, you've very got Carant. It's not too late to change for us. Sankant. Yeah. yeah. Um, and one of the nights mm. they had karaoke. Oh, and you love karaoke. That's, we yeah. usually do it. This is I'm imagining. Gr- I haven't done group karaoke for a long time, by which I mean like thirty people. Well, th- this is the thing. So my my preferred karaoke environment of choice, mm. and I, I tweeted about this actually, and, and a few people were aghast that as a drifter, mm. I can do karaoke. But I've explained this many many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in case you've never heard me talk about it, it is the only, and I genuinely mean this, it is the only group social activity. Uh, uh, environment that I feel comfortable in. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be at a dinner with six people. Mm-hmm. I don't certainly don't want to be at a party. What I like about karaoke is there's a focus on the person singing. Yeah. So you're not having to make small talk. Yeah. Even if somebody does chat to you, it's kind of loud, so you don't have to say much back. Mm-mm. And then my contribution is written out for me on a screen, so I don't need to worry about what I'm saying. It's a lovely social event. And there's there's a clear start and there's a clear end yes 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 i just love it and i know that there's the you know people have an embarrassment factor around singing and i am not a singer but that that is why i love it yeah but as you say i've, I've not it tends to be in little booths yes. rather than in front of an audience yeah, yeah. but gene really wanted to sing karaoke okay <laughs> and i try i know it's um it's futile but i try not to pass my stuff on to him okay so he wanted to sing waterloo right. by abba right which his teacher was obsessed put... by Napoleon. So, well, he is. He is obsessed. You know, he got a, a figure of Napoleon for Christmas last he year. Did not. It was. It was on his letter to Santa. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's great. Um, <laughs> and like I play play when he's in the bath. Like, I have to get the figure of Napoleon and say, "I'm invading this bath in the name of the f- in the name of France and the Republic." Uh, how interesting. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Napoleon. Yeah. So we picked it. Sarah picked him up from school before we went away and the teacher said to him oh um i mentioned waterloo i think not the battle but the train station <laughs> okay in class yeah. you know they're, they're five and six so i'd, I'd be surprised yeah, yeah yeah and gene hmm. stood up and sang the whole of waterloo by abba and she said and everyone burst into spontaneous applause <sighs> but then he blew it by singing gimme 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 a man after midnight <laughs> That's not blowing it. That's making no, it better. No, because I think people had had enough and they didn't get oh. the applause on that. He well, he'll me. learn from that. Yeah, always, always even... living wanting more. Exactly. That's what I told him. Exactly. Anyway, so he he and I did Waterloo and it was it, it went down fine. It went down fine. Just fine. Yeah. A six-year-old singing Waterloo. Tough crowd. Wow, very yeah. tough crowd. And then Sarah was really keen. Now Sarah is a performer. Yes, that's her job. It's a job. Yeah. And um, so so how it goes down is very important to her. Of course, yeah. Her karaoke staple mm. is walking in Memphis. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You've, you've, seen, you've seen this. I thought it was we didn't like the... Fu- I thought that well, was well, number well, one. Well, the, the, the number one is walking in Memphis. Okay, okay. Because here's the thing about her. The second she goes, like, even a semitone outside of her range, yeah. the wheels come off very quickly. Uh, okay. But if she stays in it, she she sounds semi-professional. Okay, okay. Um, But she isn't sure that people will know it she asked me to check if it was a hit in france the memphis one yeah yeah so i look it up it only got to like number 54 or something the share share (laughs) version wasn't even a single oh right so she thinks it's not they're not so she thinks i'm not gonna do that Mm. she then asks me to check we didn't start the fire i did say light the fire before yeah yeah billy joel of course start the fire yeah yeah. so i google it yeah first thing that comes up wikipedia page in french oh so, oh, you golden look, Wikipedia page in French. People are going to know it. Big hit, surely, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she writes it on the little slip. She takes it over to the guy. Hmm. It's like some young guy in short shorts. Not speedos, just short shorts. <laughs> in the karaoke. Yeah. Uh, and he looks at it and shrugs because he's French. Hmm. And uh, he says, I do not know this one. Oh, and she comes back and she says, he didn't know it. Yeah. I 
I don't think, oh, it's just because he's young. Like, look at these people. Yeah, They're not yeah, young. They're yeah, going to yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. However, hmm. a seed of doubt has been planted. Right. So without wishing to alarm her, yeah. I then start like going on Billy Joel's international discography, looking at French charts. Oh. And whilst the album from which that was lifted was a hit in France, mm. and the single was a hit in Belgium, I don't like to, you know, completely oh, different thing. It was no. never a single in France. It was a single. She was doing an album track. Yeah. Oh, no. This is so I'm, I'm looking at this and thinking, oh, but I can also see them getting it ready on the screen. And I think, should I say something? Should I not say something? I decide not to say anything as they call her name. Yeah. <laughs> she goes up. Yeah. And her, her party piece, I'm going to feel bad just in case anybody ever goes to karaoke with her because I'm ruining a party, ruining a trick, a bit of theatrics, is she faces the screen like we all do at karaoke. Mm. And this song, we didn't start to find a lot of words. Very, yeah, yeah. As the intro finishes and she starts singing, she leaps around to face the audience and oh. she's got it all committed to memory. Oh, yes, loving it, yeah. And that is usually a moment of ecstasy. Right. The song starts, nobody recognises oh, it. No. There's none of that, woo, that people do when oh, they recognise no. the song. No, no, no. The intro finishes. Yeah. She springs round. Oh, God. To silence. Oh, God. <laughs> Blank faces. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Yeah. When the Beatles played Hamburg, the yeah. uh, the the owner of the nightclub would shout at them, Max Show, Max Show. Make show. That woman knows how to make show. By the end of it, she it was a standing ovation. People were screaming. No. Yeah. Wow, what a pro. I, what I, a I, pro. I said to her, that was incredible. Like Sarah's somebody who, who's been on TV quite a lot in the last few years. I said, that performance at a karaoke on a patio to 40 people, <laughs> I think shows more of what you're capable of than any TV appearance you've ever done. Is there a video of it? There is. Can we put it on the Facebook page? We can, I, won't put that, I won't put the whole thing. Okay. Just because I think it's a bit much. But I, I did put on Twitter, actually. So I was I sort of live tweeted, oh, God, my wife's about to sing a song. I've just checked it wasn't here in France. I told her it was. <laughs> and then a video. So I put on the, the intro where it's kind of silence and people looking indifferent. And then I put on the last 15 seconds uh, where people are going nuts. Okay. There's this one woman, it's like she's having a religious experience. And I think that is possibly better than the whole video. Okay, well then if, if people want to see it, go to your Twitter page. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, we, we put it, I'll give you okay. some okay, okay, cool. Okay, cool. Why are we making people go to my Twitter page? Well, I don't know. I don't want to look at that. Might do get they? a few more followers. <laughs> <laughs> what if I offered to put a picture of myself in those speedos? Oh, <laughs> well, we'll use that for Facebook. <laughs> We've got plenty about us. Let's let's give something back now. Uh, let's let's do something for other people, specifically drifters in Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic. It's hot in Problematic in the summer, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Got the window yeah. open. Yeah. Fortunately, there doesn't seem to be any uh, construction work going on today. Luckily. Mm. Mm. Um. So. Uh, who, who is the first one from? Well, the first one is from Royal Baron Oliver, and it's a follow-up to one oh. from three years ago. He okay. says, way back in 2019, I wrote in episode 75, I think it was, with regards to my quandary when it came to potentially having to pee in a train carriage when it's stuck in a tunnel for an unexpected amount of time. In my instance, my journey took an hour and a half instead of the usual 45 minutes, and thankfully I made it out in the nick of time. Do you remember this? I remember it, this. It does, feel, it does feel familiar to me, yeah. I remember yeah. this one. So, the answer provided to my quandary from us was that I should just pee on myself instead of commandeering a corner of the carriage for myself, everyone else, to potty. Perhaps one I did not necessarily agree with, but thankfully I haven't come across said situation again. So this was a train without a toilet on it? Yeah, so that it, got was, it, was, it was a tube train. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I said he should just soil himself. Yes, and I think I stand yeah. by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. just use the toilet as a potty. No. That's worse for everyone. Yeah, it's because... And you can't and, do it on a fabric seat either. You have to stand no, on the no, corner yeah, and yeah, soil yeah, yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you'll make a little puddle. Yeah, that's fine. It's better than... But, better that. but yeah. you can't appoint yourself the leader. Mm. Like it's lost or something like that, or yeah. yellow jackets, and then say, "Okay, everyone, this part of the carriage is uh, is is the potty. It's the toilet, the no. latrine. No, yeah. no, that that shouldn't happen." Anyway, says so it hasn't haven't come across like this again, in part due to the event over the past couple of years. But who knows what the future holds? Well, 
Recently, I was in a pub and despite my drifteriness, got chatting to a tube driver, alcohol was likely involved, about said situation. Now, he mentioned there may be another option. Oh, I think I know where this is going. Do you? Okay, we'll find out. Apparently, if this occurs, you can potentially knock on the driver's carriage door. Oh, no, I didn't know where it was going. Okay, can you say what you thought it was going to be first? Yes, it hadn't occurred to me, Mm. unless I said it on episode 75 and I don't remember. Yeah. Like that between bit. What, out the window? No, you know, the door between the carriages. Yeah. If somebody comes through it... You know, there's something. Yeah, but I mean, not right how would you position? How would you let the urine escape out of the window? Would you open no, you'd the have, door? You'd, you'd open the door. Ah. You'd have one foot in one carriage and one foot in the other. Oh, a str- so you'd, a straddle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then your yes. area that would involve. Yeah. And if you're a lady, you'd crouch down. Yes. Yes. Is that dangerous? Yeah, but thrill seekers might like it. <laughs> thrill seekers, not me. Okay, let's move on to. The other I'm, one. I'm never. You, know, you never want to see that door open, do you? No, no, no. The person who comes no. through that door <laughs> is never seems to be coming through it for a legitimate reason. No. Oh, a good reason. <laughs> and it's always slammed. <laughs> and the, 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 it's very rare that somebody comes through that door and doesn't immediately address the carriage. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. They don't come to the door, and I think, oh, this is a welcome addition to the carriage. I'm so glad they've come in. Never. No, this is very true. You don't want to be that person yeah. opening that door. Yeah. So here's here I think. I think maybe is a better one. Have you been on the Elizabeth line yet? No, I'm gutted. I was due to go. I wasn't due to go. I could have gone on it, but it was a Sunday and it was closed. It was closed already. It's, it's, no, it's only on a Sunday. It's only open Monday to Saturday. Is that right? It's correct. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So I was unable to. I went on a day two. Day two. Yeah. And Sarah thinks thoughts? people who made a point of going on it straight away are, mm. are fundamentally sweet natured, and people who didn't are a bit sort of dead on the inside. Oh, I'm dead on the inside. She is too. Oh, okay, good. Love <laughs> you. I only mentioned it because it reflects well on me. Yeah, yeah, because you went day mm. two. I'm sure I'll go see. Which I've gone day one, but I thought mm. it was a bit mainstream. Oh, right, yeah. You're a bit alternative yeah. going day two. Well, I'm going to be very alternative and go probably day 86. <laughs> okay, you can potentially knock on the driver's carriage door. And if he's in a good mood, or she, he may let you pee out of the side driver's door, as this is what they do. Although I'm, cl- I'm unclear if this is their protocol when in this situation. Obviously, this is only really an option if you're male and it's likely very much driver dependent and down to the mood they're in. Being a drifter will need to take into account the anxiety when it comes to knocking on the door Mm -hmm. and announcing to the rest of the carriage that you're in desperate need for the toilet. And if they reject you, all eyes will be on you until you exit the train. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not worth the risk. But hey, it's good to know there is another option there. Could you do it? I could not do that, no. There's also. I could you do it if your son? That's that's. An, I think I could say my son's desperate. Oh, I'd just tell him to soil himself. Soil himself. That's yeah. all. It's, it's going to always be the answer, isn't yeah, it? Soil yeah, yeah, yourself. yeah. Because you'd have to really think about wind direction. Well, sure. On a moving train. I don't think there's much. Oh, it's not moving, is it? It's, it's stuck. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. Well, it's an option for anyone feeling a bit more confident or a bit more desperate. And then, but you're in very close proximity to the driver, and I'm it's not a very at stage weird, right. Very weird thing to do. I think I mentioned recently that um, you know my prostate seems to uh, seems to have um, it seems to be done now, really. Right. So by, it's, by, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's I'm not, not saying it's uh, it doesn't work at all, hmm. but it's like you know when the phone goes on a, on a iPhone, the, hmm. the battery goes on an iPhone, right. Yeah, it's never quite, it's a bit weedy. Okay. So it's like that. And a side effect of that is I don't get as desperate for the toilet. Oh, yeah. okay. So, you know, every cloud. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Well, anyway, I thought that was That's good. a yellow to... line, the golden fact... line. <laughs> the fact that the driver in the pub suggests it suggests that it has happened to him. Or he thinks it'd be funny to tell somebody that. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Mm. Okay, maybe we'll just forget I ever read that out and just move on <laughs> to the actual quandary of quandary corn today, which is from Liz. Maybe you can help me with this delicate problem. Really not sure how to handle it. I'll explain. At the beginning of this year, a good friend of mine was having major money problems. She lost her job during the pandemic and was, and still is, going through a very tough divorce. Her car broke down quite seriously and was completely undrivable without about £1,200 of repairs. She rang me in tears when she found out her car was going to be so expensive to repair. She simply didn't have the money to pay for it. She could conceivably have survived without a car, but she would have completely lost her independence and also the ability to take her kids to sport events in other towns. 
She didn't ask us for the money, but after discussion, my husband and I decided to offer to lend her the money to have her car fixed. She's a close friend to both of us and deserved a break. She agreed she would pay us back in weekly instalments until she got a job when she would pay the balance in full. She was super grateful and we believed she would soon pay us back the money, at least small amounts here and there. So, it's been three months now and we've yet to receive any payments from this friend. She also now has a job, so possibly could give us at least some of the money. We see her regularly and she's still driving her car and she hasn't once mentioned the money we lent her. She's super stressed about her divorce and several family issues, but I know she's a meticulous type of person, the type that sends thank you cards, remembers birthdays and is generally very thoughtful. How can I broach the subject of the money she owes us? It fills me with dread even having to mention it. We don't need the money, but would like it repaid eventually, or at least an acknowledgement of the fact she still owes it and will pay it on X date. It's so weird that she hasn't mentioned it, and I just don't know what to do about it. I should have listened to my gran, who always said you should never lend friends money. Neither a lender or a borrower be. No, yes. Um, oh, this is hard. This is, so she, she, it's not like you... Um, anonymously gave the money and she didn't realize it came from you this this is a this was a handover of the it was, money and it was and an agreement agreement like it, oh. was it in writing could you take it to court no. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm very tempted to say if you don't need it write it off how can you well, ask well here's, here's 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 what i think here's, mm. what, here's what i think so you could be passive aggressive okay she comes around she has a cup of tea mm. so Shall I knock the cost of the tea bag off the money you owe us? <laughs> I wouldn't call that passive aggressive, just call just it aggressive. aggressive, yeah. aggressive yeah. <laughs> but what I really think is mm. what, what you said. How can you? Yeah, because I, here's my approach to lending people money. I don't expect to see it again. That's the best way to be. Yeah. And if you do see it yeah, again, then great. It's, it's a brilliant yeah. bonus. Yeah. And I have seen people driven mad. By lending people money and then it eating away at them that that person for example has gone on a holiday or something right because yes. then you've got your own sort of strings attached and you know you've you've got to either not lend money which is something i've, I've learned to do the hard way mm -hmm. over a lot of years or you've got to see it as a, an act of generosity and maybe i'll get it back and maybe i won't it's see it as a gift not a loan yes but I'm feeling that she'll probably bring it up at some point. Like, I think she will, because months. I'm telling you, I'm telling you that woman feels awful. And I feel so awful that she isn't, just can't bring to bring it. Yeah. She probably can't yeah. afford to pay it back, yeah. and so she's pretending, she's doing poor protocol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, her life is so crappy at the moment. Mm. Yeah, what little money she's got or what money she's got. She's just trying to, like, buy a little joy in her life, and then she'll be feeling guilty about that because mm. it's put this taint on your friendship, which has been this great thing in her life, and now it's been tainted with money as friendships do get but if, if if you kind of just see it as like if you know it, it is if i see it again i see it again and try your best not to let it affect your opinion mm -hmm. of her and then you know it's a completely different thing because the, the the other thing is i i've learned with people who consistently want to borrow money you can feel like a real a-hole by saying oh sorry i can't mm. but they don't need money for what they think they need money for if it's if it's happening over and again it's a pattern to do with their own relationship with money okay i have a bad relationship with money so you know i, I know this so you're not you're not being cruel by not lending them money mm -hmm. all you're doing actually by lending the money is is enabling them if it's a consistent thing okay but i don't think that's what's going on with this no, woman i think, she I think she's it. had like this rotten time yeah. you did a really kind thing she was really grateful and now she feels horrible mm. and and rather than address it yeah she's not bringing it up yeah. she's adopting the port protocol yeah, yeah. and try and find it in your best self to let it go and have it in the back of your mind that if this repeats mm. you you just sort of in in the spirit of kindness mm. say oh, i'm not able to do that but um you know i'm always here for you in any way you know if you want to talk about how you feel if you want to try and uh make a plan work something out i'm here for you but kind of have boundaries when it comes to money it's really important and then if in say it's taken me decades oh, to, to learn this well we've benefited from, from that <laughs> and if in say a year's time this woman i don't know wins the pools or spot yeah. the ball yeah. and comes into a small fortune yeah 
then and you, aggressive aggressive email oh yeah then, <laughs> then you can say the stuff shall i knock that uh yeah 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 yeah, I, yeah, that? yeah I thought yeah. you owe me yeah brilliant And that was our podcast. Good to be back, isn't it? Lovely. I enjoyed yes. that. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it too. I'm not talking to Annabelle. I'm talking to you listening to this. Thank you for your ears. Um, we'd love to uh, to hear from you. If you've got an email uh, of your own drifter story, you can send that to us. If you've got a quandary, you want to know the correct behaviour for Quandary Corner. I feel like I got a bit more serious than usual with that one. But um, uh, you can. Um, you can use the same email address. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the back of music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Music. Um, Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. And again, thank you for listening. And uh, I hope you have a nice evening, uh, despite your little vagina. I think maybe that's uh, what's been holding us back. A lack of jingles. I'm sure, and that is the one yeah. to bring us forward. People think, did he just improvise that? Or did has he uh, em- employed Adam Buxton as a ghost jingle writer? <laughs> um, <laughs> this comes from Periwinkle Pincushion. Oh. <laughs> Welcome back. Hello, teacher. Hello to you, Annabelle. Hello. 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 He adds pauses whilst Jeff and Annabelle spring forth with a cheery hello. <laughs> ah, there it is. <laughs> I feel like I had a, like, just, just a, a sliver of Terry Wogan's essence there when I said yeah, there, there it is. Yeah, I thought so. Um, Periwinkle Pincushion here. I hope you're both well on this fine evening. It's actually a lunchtime. Yeah, unusually so, mm. yeah. I would dearly love to be podicated to if such a verb exists. Very much did. It does, yeah. Does? In our dictionary. Yeah, anyway. I invented it. Mm. I should say we invented it, but I really no, want to claim it. It was you, so <laughs> you don't need to. I wonder if it was me, if it's like a listener said it and then I've just repeated it. Well, maybe. But it's knows? lost in the mists of time. Very long time ago. Very long time. I am a resplendent pincushion <laughs> and I wish to give you my heartfelt happiness sadly i don't truly have a heart <laughs> as i am a pincushion how many pins do you think i have in me today shall we count them together okay then. <laughs> one two three four five yes oh. I have five today. Oh. I am a lovely pincushion. And I know this because I hear them talking. What a lovely pincushion Marjorie has, they say. (laughs) Do you think I look like a hedgehog with all of the spikes? Well, I don't because I'm a pincushion. I bid you both a good day now. Mm. Yours? Okay. With everlasting love. (laughs) Periwinkle pincushion. Well, I've always wondered what a pincushion would sound like. Or even say. Mm. Now you know. That question's been answered. For sure. I hope um, people listen to this thinking, it must be lovely to have Jeff read you a bedtime story. Mm. Twitch would say, that's that's much better than my bedtime story. <laughs> <laughs> Often, like Gene just wants me to read entries out of his Pokemon encyclopedia. Oh no! Oh, oh no! So, so boring. Weight: twenty-three kilograms. Oh god! Height: one point three meters. Fire type: <laughs> possible moves: stun, sidekick, starry eyes. 
It's a, a weird moves. Right, oh, right. Um, I, I tell you what I, I wanted to say, actually, okay. on the subject of Pokemon. Mm. I, I don't know if I said this on the last podcast because we've had this long gap, but thank you to everybody who's got in touch about Pokemon Go. Mm. I'm not alone, which I'm so good, happy about. Good. Um, and I've really enjoyed the email on it. And I especially enjoyed the fact that our um, longtime friend, Declan Moody, mm. is an avid Pokemon Go player. Mm, yeah. Declan has sent me his player ID number, and it's my intention to... At him, great. When I get around to that, is a whole other matter. <laughs> but uh, so, so thank you to everybody who um, who emailed about emailed about that. All right, are we done here? We are we are. done? We are. Well, there we go. Latest session of the podcast, podicated to Periwinkle Pincushion. And if you would like a podication, email us hello at adriftpodcast dot com. Thank you. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.